Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Glory to God. You know, I, used to, I was telling, my wife and I were talking, I think it was on, on Friday, now we're talking about how when I was in my former pastorate, Global Harvest Church, how that, you know, pastor would say that he's going to, you know, this country. I'm talking about maybe about seven years ago when he's saying, you know, he's going to this country and then he's going to the embassy, you know, to apply for visa and all that. You know, those things look, they look strange to me. They look, they look strange to me. Oh, visa. What is Visa. In the, I didn't even have a passport. So when, when you know, he says, oh, I'm going to the embassy. So I'm like, with the embassy. So what's embassy? So embassy. Where is embassy? See that the embassy. I didn't, I didn't get it. But you know now, you know, when you now, you know, begin to experience some of those things, I'm like, wow, okay, this thing is not actually as difficult, you know, as, as it looks. And that's how some of you are seeing your future in some people. When you see some people, you're seeing your possibility. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? That thing you're feeling, that sensation is from God. Because the devil will never put such good thing in your heart. He says, whatever things are good, of honest report, he says, think on these things. Praise God. Say, I'm next in line. I can't you say I'm next in line? Glory to God. Also, Makari is married to um, a citizen of the UK. And I remember when we left school. And then, you know, I followed him to the park when he was going to pastor in Abuja. And, you know, looking back now, I've, I've seen God just... I'm sure you know some of my friends come here, right? And if you see anything, you will see that it wasn't that he was well when they all started out. Do you get what I'm saying? Many of us can read what I'm saying. You can hear Pastor Sam Nike. You can hear Pastor Sami that came. You, a lot of my friends, when they come, we were there praying, trusting God. Had no direction. Had no money. Had nothing. My wife, I met her because she came to the sick. We, we had not eaten for like two days. That's how I met my wife. She came and she came to greet us and she brought steel for us. We're hungry. We're, we're, just, we're just praying. Just praying, you turn it in to fasting, amen. Turn on God to fasting when there's no food. Ah, what do you do now? You turn into you make a good use of the hunger. <laughs> God punish the devil. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please. The book of Genesis. Glory to God. God has a word for you. Say with me. Say, God has a word for me. Genesis chapter number 11. Can we celebrate Pastor Mark for that powerful word? Amen. I can't preach like him, but I'm sitting you'll be blessed this morning. Glory to God. Genesis 11. And what he said is so important that you must come to accept who you are. Accept who you are, your uniqueness, your difference. You can't be like every other person. God made you fitted for your destiny. Glory to God. Say glory to God. There are people 
who wish that they are married to other people's husband. There are people who wish that they are in other people's shoe. Who wish that they are in other people's position. Right? But you see, those things don't just happen. Right? So you can engage them and learn from them. Right? And be comfortable where you are on your way to where you're going. Are you in church this morning? Glory to God. Say, I'm blessed. I can't you say, I'm blessed. Now the whole world had one language, Genesis 11, had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shina and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and make them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, right? So that we may make a name for ourselves. Now, before this time, God has given a word and he has said they should replenish and fill the earth. So this, the agenda here was anti what God has said. Do you understand that? Right. So they say, let us build a name for ourselves. So this was ambition. Can you see what I'm saying? Let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And we're walking in contrary to what God has said. Verse 5. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. Verse 6. Let's read in concert. One, two, three. Ready, read. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language... They began to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Verse 7. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will bless your word. In the name of Jesus. Let the entrance of your word give light. In the name of Jesus. Speak to us in the way only you can. In the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus. Now just say, say loud amen. amen. I can't hear your loud amen this morning. Alright, so we are talking about the power of the human mind. The power of a creative mind. The power of the mind. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives inside a body. You see that in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. We were talking about the different, you know, dimension of man, how that man is a tripartite being. He has a soul, all right? Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in the body. You can also see that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. But my emphasis this morning is on the soul of the man. So the soul of the man, all right, comprises of the mind, the will, and the emotion. So the soul of the, of the man comprised of three, three things or three dimensions. The, the mind, the will, and the emotions. But for the purpose of this teaching, my focus and emphasis will be on the mind of the man. The human mind. Now there's a powerful story that we just read. And God himself made a profound statement speaking about the mind of the man. 
Speaking about the mind of a man. God said in verse 6, if as one speaking the same language they have begun to do, he says nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now, from this Bible or this scripture, what we have seen people teach for a long time is the power of unity. You understand that? So they say things like when people come together, you know, they, they one voice, one baptism, you know, unity, the power of coming together to achieve a, a vision, a dream and all that. And that's valid. But what we see from this scripture is beyond the power of unity, is beyond the power of oneness. God was trying to make us understand that the mind of man is so massive, that the mind of man is so powerful God himself said, said nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So you and I know that it's with the mind you imagine, right? Are you in church this morning? So God himself was the one who made that statement so that nothing will be, will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Glory to God. The glory to God. So this is so profound. See, let me just say this here. God cannot do anything in your life. Can you please take that child to the children's church? I'm distracted. God cannot do anything in your life beyond the exposure and the capacity of your mind. Whatever God would do in your life, whatever great thing God would do in your life, your mind must be in alignment with it. And I will show you from the word of God. Your mind must be in sync. Your mind must agree and conceive it before it becomes your experience. The Bible says, now unto God, unto him, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what you can ever ask or imagine. Glory to God. What you can ever ask or imagine and you imagine with your mind. So God is saying your brain equals your imagination. So if he says that maybe what would you eat? Rice or beans, right? So he says that you have the option of eating either rice or beans. Am I correct on that? So if God says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly far above what you can ever ask or imagine. So what God was, what was he trying to say? So you have two options, right? So you can either what? Ask or imagine. So that tells you that God himself puts a premium on our mind. There are several things that God has said to you that may never make sense to you. Until there's a mind upgrade. Let me show you a scripture. Genesis 15. Are you here this morning? Genesis 15. After this, the word of the Lord came to Habram in the vision. Do not be afraid, Habram. I'm your shield. Your very great reward. But Habram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Habram said, you have given me no children. So a servant in my house will be my heir. Right? Verse 4. 
He says, then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. Now, before now, right, before this chapter 15, God had been speaking to Abraham about him becoming a father of many nations. But this just for some reason did not make sense to Abraham. He just couldn't grasp it. He couldn't comprehend it. It didn't make any sense to him. So God knew that the only way he was going to help him was to push him to a place where his mind can grasp what he was speaking to him about. So God says, here is what I'm going to do. And God took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Right? So God had given the word. God had spoken to him. But for some reason, he just couldn't understand it. He just couldn't comprehend. So God knew that the only way this man was going to be helped was that he brings up something that his mind can relate with, that his mind can engage, that can pass the message of what God was trying to say to him. And if you see the next verse, the Bible says the moment God did that, the next verse was, and Abraham believed. So even though God has spoken the word, God has given the prophecy, he wasn't going to believe it until God had to help him, all right, to upgrade his mind, to upgrade his thinking. It was at that point that he knew, wow, so this was what God was trying to say. And that caught his attention. And he knew it and he got it. And eventually he walked in the reality of what God has said to him. So there are some things that God will say to you that will never make sense to you until you upgrade your mind. So God had to help Abraham by leading me how to show him the stars. Glory to God. So until he had that mind exposure, he was not able to comprehend what God was up to in his life. And that prophecy would not have come to pass if his mind was not in alignment with what God has spoken to him. You read the same, you know, kind of example in the book of Jeremiah. And God asked Jeremiah, what do you see? And he began to give excuses. Say, I'm a child. I cannot speak. And God said to him, what do you see? Until he saw it, right, God was incapacitated to do anything in his life. I'm going somewhere. I'm laying the foundation. Glory to God. The same principle was what Jacob used to produce the spotted and the speckled animals. We read of how he caught sticks and when they were mating, he would put that speckled and spotted you know, six in front of them so that when they, as they see it, right, they will become what they are seeing. So it's so important that what you put ahead of you, right, has a way it conditions your mind. It affects your mind. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Jeremiah could not move in the dimension of God's calling until he saw it. God ensured that he got it. And there are things that God has said to you in your life 
that you may never walk in until there is a mind shift. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So the Bible talks about imaginations and hiding. And hiding. So there are imaginations in your mind that hinders you from being the person that God has ordained you to be. And that's why you must be careful what comes out of your mouth. Don't say things like, I cannot wear 50k shirts. You, you are, see, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Oh, I how many of you have said that before? That is that what they're going to wear in heaven? People say things like, I used to say things like that. How can you drive a car of 5 million? How can you drive a car of 10 million? Don't say things like that. It's because you are broke. So you are talking based on the level that you are. So even though you are on that level, your mind must not be dragged to that level. Right? So even though you're seeing something, your reality is a particular thing, you must learn to upgrade your mind to what God has said about you. Are you here in church this morning? I remember when I was going to get admission to the university. I went to a place called Agodi Gate in Ibadan. And I bought I bought I bought nine shirts with 2,000 naira. Nine shirts. Nine nice shirts. In my estimation. When I got to school, I had a root shock. So, you know, I was talking to, his name is Olumide. I was talking to him, so he said, oh, that, you know, he just came from Lagos and he bought a shirt for 5,000. I almost passed out. <laughs> ah, I, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. You mean you bought a shirt? For 5K. 2002. Wow. And that's how some of you are right now. When you hear certain things, don't let them scare you. Don't count yourself out. Rather upgrade your mind. Upgrade your mind. Because those things very soon will be your experience. Be your experience. I was talking to a guy who drove me, you know, and then we were talking. So I told him, I was trying to sample him, you know, just to know where he belongs in terms of his level of, you know, intellect. So I said, I said, um, two million or a trip abroad. Ah, is there a guy they ask? No, I said one million or a trip abroad. He said, ah, oh guy, they ask. Ah, I'm going to collect the money. Meanwhile, you don't understand. Now, if I, I won't ask you, because I know your answer. You will collect the money right now. But you see, you don't understand that an exposure of your mind can make you make that one million times ten few years down the line. 
So because there are a lot of people who permit the word who are poor in their mind. If I ask you now and tell you that you know I have this 50 million or you know a connection with maybe a top business guy a, a one one hour session with Dangote you would choose one you would choose 5 million that's what you would choose that's what 90% of this church would choose 5 million or 10 million, or a one hour session with Dango. You say, What do you want? Tell me, I'm gonna break the money. That is a setup for failure. Because it tells you what your priorities are. You see, you need to come to a place where you understand that money is not everything. There are things that you do, all right. I, I, there's, a, there's somebody in this church, a husband. The other one doesn't come here. So when he told me that whole, oh, he was doing the course in a particular, you know, place, and he said that he, he was going to pay forty million, and he didn't shout. I said, "Wow, ah, yeah, ah, what do you mean, ah?" Because I know the value and the and what that because he's investing in the mind. He's investing is an investment in the mind. Let me okay. So let me ask you if I. 10 million or a one hour with Dango, how much will you take? What, what, which one will you take? I know, I know, I mean, I know. Say, bring the money. If I have that 10 million, ah, uh, if you just see, see, hold on, hold on. Some, some, some of you, hold on, I'm trying to play with your mind. Some of you think that 10 million is a lot of money. Maybe if you, maybe if, if you live in my hometown, Eruan, it may be. I mean, you can't. I'm not. I'm not even sure it's on the map. You think it's a lot of money, but, but do you know that if you want to buy a land in a choice location, you can't even buy anything with ten million naira. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that you cannot even buy a land in some places? I'm not talking, you know, where you have to, you know, from there, you just enter Ibadan. I'm not talking about all those places. I'm talking about, yeah. That from, you know what I mean? That from there, you just enter your village from there. is <laughs> the backyard. But you see, you need to learn and understand that your mind is the seeds of everything you will ever achieve in your life. And begin to put a premium on investing and developing that mind. Because that mind is the only asset you have. Are you here? Are you here? I want to ask you a question. How many of you, you the reason you know that you don't put a premium on your mind, I want I will let you into that now. How many of you have read at least two books this year? We can it can never be up to 10%. Never. So it tells you how many of you have how many movies have you watched this year? Netflix is on your phone. So it tells you 
the premium you put on developing your mind. Do you know what I'm saying? And what you watch, what you see, determines the outcome you see in your life. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So there are people that put a lot of attention on certain things and they neglect the most important things in their lives. Are you here this morning? I'm going somewhere. Are you getting blessed already? That's why the Bible says be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know, there are people that when they talk, when they talk, right, you can tell that they are not smart. When people open their mouths, many of you have seen people that you really admire. You admire them. You, you, before you met them, you were wow, my hero. Oh, my hero. Your man crush Monday. Woman crush Wednesday. And then you met them. You, you were still like, wow. And they, then they opened their mouths. And then everything just changes. Can I get a witness in the house? It just changes. Because you put them up there. When you met them, they still looked well. They still dressed well. But when a man's wisdom is displayed when he speaks. I remember you here, you've been tripping for a lady. Now you just saw her one day fighting. The tripping disappears. It disappears. The love dies immediately. Instantly. Say, ah! Ah, every, everything that represents love in you disappears. You stand a woman that curses. Or a, even if a man, you know, you can still, you know, but a woman. But ah, you, 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 the love. Glory to God. Number one, the importance of your mind. Your mind affects your vision. Your mind affects your vision. Genesis 13, 14 to 17. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are, to the north, south, to the east and the west, all the land that you see, I will give to you, and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the herds and all that. And God began to, and God said to him, as far as your eyes can see. So vision is very powerful. But it's with your mind you conceive a vision. Vision is a mental picture of a preferable state. Of a preferable future. And if you must have a better future, you must be able to use your mind to conceive a very powerful vision for your life. Irrespective of your current state, your life is in right now. You know, God said to, God said to Abraham, God said, lift up your eyes from where you are. Say, as far as your... Now, the, the question 
is not that you are broke. He says, lift up your eyes from where, so from where you are, you can begin to have massive visions for your life. From where you are, from where you are, from where you are, irrespective of where you are. The time is coming, Grace Bay will be running five services, packed, thousands of people. It's a vision from where you are. When I married my wife, I told her, I said, see, I'm going to take you all over the world. She's already done three countries now. And she's going to even do more. Do you get what I'm saying? There was no money, but there was vision. As a man, you, you may be broke, but have vision. You should have one. You can't be, you can't be broke and not have vision at the same time. It's, it's double jeopardy. It's a problem. You must be able to cast a vision. When I'm speaking to some, of, some, some people, like when I'm casting vision for the workforce, some of you are like, wow, it's, um, it's believable. Am, am I saying the truth? It's believable. You're like, ah, no, I'm going to be here. We're not leaving this place. Because there, there's a vision for the future. And everyone must be able to develop a vision for their lives. And the vision you have is a function of the knowledge or the mind exposure that you have. If all that you watch in your life is zeroed, your vision will be small. If all you, I'm telling you, if you've never been exposed and you know, you don't educate your mind, you don't expose your mind, you don't go to places like Pastor McCarry said, just go and window shop. I, I've been asking uh, DJ about a particular car. I just want, right? Say, just let me know the, 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 the price and all that. Just, just asking. It's not like I don't have the money. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I don't have the money, but I'm just asking. You should just ask. Just go to a shop and ask. How much? Wow, I like this. Wow, this is so nice. Wow. And take your girlfriend there or your babe or your fiance or your fiance. And say, wow, you know, pick one. Say, uh, I'm not going to buy it now. You know, just give me some time. And just, you know, encourage yourself in the Lord. There are some men here, they are hungry when, when, when their wife raises some things about money. They are hungry. I can't be talking like that now. Uh, you know we don't have this thing. You know, you know. Say, I understand. I know, you, I know you like it. You know, just, just a matter of time. And don't, don't get hungry over, over being broke. Do you understand what I'm saying? So your mind must be able to conceive a powerful vision. You may not have a job, but you can begin to cast a vision for your life. I begin to say, this is what I'm looking, looking forward to. A lot of people don't stretch and engage their mind. And that's why knowledge and exposure is good. So you must listen and watch things that will challenge and stretch your mind. That's why you must read books. Glory to God. Say glory to God. You can't be watching African Magic Yoruba all the time. You are going to be living a superstitious life. I'm telling you. It's only African that you see that you, and then you say, wow, you kill me. I've, I've, I've seen this. So when the kids when they say, you kill me, I will die. It's only in that you begin to live your life like that. 
and believe that, you know, of course, there are witches, there are witches, but witches are overrated. Some of you are your witches. You are the one that is doing Like Pastor Makari prayed, may God deliver you from you. So you begin to watch things. There are some of you here in your life you have never watched CNN. Never. You put it there, you sleep off. That's your sleeping medication. Never watch it. You say CNN. It doesn't exist. You don't even know that it exists. You, you've never. How many of you here, you, you know Al Jazeera? You know, you, you know. I mean, you've watched CNN before. This year, you've watched CNN. Don't lie, lie. That's not what you watch. Like Drew said, you go to the balance when you, you are forced to watch it. Yes, he bombing. No, I'm not, I'm not watching. You should educate yourself. And not every time. I'm challenging you this, this, this time. Because it's the beginning of the year. You need to begin to set your life in order. The people is a problem for them. They use it to sleep. So, how do you want to become a global citizen? How? It's not going to happen. And that's not a curse. Even though we are here in Ogba, I watch, I mean, I screenshot things to, to um, magnify him. This, see this, see this. Because it's a global vision. So even though you are there selling Zobo, you can sell Zobo and appeal on a global scale. Whatever you do, you must do it with a mindset and a conscience that this thing is going global. Glory to God. Say glory to God. So, see, there are some stations that you have no business watching. Let me tell you the truth. I watch African Magic Yoruba when I'm bored. Because I know that for me, it's comic relief. Jide can testify. My wife, my wife will just be laughing. Ah, you are not serious. I say, I'm here. You know, I parawa. Sometimes I do. When I'm extremely bored, I'm, I just want to laugh and just, and just see their foolishness. I, I watch it. <laughs> and I just laugh and then, you know, I, I mean, I, I, it relaxes me. But not all the time. If I maybe, maybe it's once in maybe a, a month or something. I said, neighbor, what do you watch? Do you watch? And we see what you watch season film from morning till night. Now you're wondering why your life is not making progress. It won't. It won't. Because what you see affects your vision. And I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm telling you this from my heart. God says, go and educate the mind of the people. That's what I'm doing. Some of you here, your breakthrough is tight what I'm saying. So people have never read a book. You are in business. You've never read a book on business. You've never read a book on how to increase your sales. How to be, You've never. You, you are there in, in, in uh, your, 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 your bowel. You are there thinking that the world is... Apologies to those who live here. I'm, I'm just... I don't know why I'm always speaking on those people. You must have lift up your eyes from where you are. From where you are. From where you are. I say it. I say it. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. 
It's a global ministry. You keep saying it. Watch, you don't, you don't say what where you are. You say what you want to be. That's what you do. What you want to be. What you want to become. The future you want to become. And begin to make steps towards that. My children will not screw Nigeria. Their university education. It will not, it, it's not going to happen. You package it, covenant, pack, it, it's me. Me. My, my, my children. They will not school. It's, it's not, and that's how it will be. They will school abroad. That's how it will be. It's a vision. Right now, can I afford it? I can't. I can't even try it now. But it's a vision that I have. When my, when my, that's why, that's why my, my son, when I engage him and we talk, I'm excited. I says, oh, daddy, I'm saying this one is over like your Lord. I, I can't be there. And you must begin to think like that. Begin to think like that. Have a vision for your life. Have a vision for, for your business. Have a vision for your family. As a married man, have a vision for your family. Have a plan that in the next five years would have traveled to five countries of the world. It's a vision. Glory to God. The next one is that your mind affects your perception. Perception. Now, the interesting thing about the mind is that it determines your perception. How you see yourself. That's how I was praying. That was why you not touch that thing. Don't touch that thing. Don't touch that thing. Perception. Do you know that perception is on the reality? Do you know that? That you can perceive that somebody is proud. Right? It's a perception. Right? That somebody is proud and arrogant. You never met them. Is a perception. That perception sometimes can be stronger than reality. How many of you have met people that you, you perceive or you perceived or you had a perception that they were terrible people and then you encounter and you're like, wow. And the person is not a bad person after all. Talk to me, guys. Yeah. Perception. Two, 12 people were sent to, to spy a land. They saw the same thing, spent a number of days there, but they perceive things differently. Somebody sees a cup, he says it's half empty, and that one says it's half full. It's perception. It's a perception issue. So your mind affects your perception. See, maybe pray for certain things in your life, and your perception about that thing will not allow that thing to come into your life. Do you know that some people have a perception that everybody that is driving Benz is a Yahoo Yahoo guy? Do you know that? There anybody who sees the, who you see that, that their car is tinted, their glass is tinted, and then they have uh, what's that rim called? Alloy rim, and the thing is rolling. Like, ah, oh, it's a perception. It's a perception. But there are people who made their money in a legitimate way and they like it. Do you get what I'm saying? 
So you have the perception about those kind of people. And when you see them, you judge them based on that. There are people who have a perception that people build their first house when they are 50 years. When you are 50 years, when you are 40, and you, when you are 30, you first of all buy no, no. First of all buy a Niger used car. Then, or you, or you start with Marwa. Then, when you are 30, 32, you buy a car. Niger used car. And when you are 35, you buy a Tokumbo. When you are 40, you buy brand. When you are 50, then you now buy for your wife. Then, you now, there are people who have strange perceptions about how life should be. And that perception is what's hindering them from God to bring them into the place. He has, who says that you can't drive your first car at 22? Because sometimes we allow our circumstance to condition our thinking. To make us feel like some things are not possible. Or some things are for some exclusive set of people. See, where God's blessings are concerned, you are a factor. You are a factor. Never count yourself out. There are people that believe that, you know, those who didn't have degree cannot prosper in life. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And the school you went to makes no difference. That's why we went to but we will prosper. Jerry, won't we? Anybody else? Osu, Osu, I know you are plenty now. You are now. You are now. Oh, yo. I'm telling you the truth. And your background. There are people who have a perception that if you grew up in some areas, you know. Life will be hard. Somebody say that's not my portion. See, I hail from Zion. See, I belong to Jesus. Glory to God. So your perception is very important. How do you perceive things? There are people who have bad marriages because they have the perception that a man is someone who sits down and crosses his leg and then the wife brings the food and he says, Daddy, why? You have, people have such perception about marriage that a man, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. There are people who have a perception that a man, all he does in the house is to read newspaper. That a man does not do house chores. Right? And then it, I mean, there are things that you hear and you're wondering, where did you get this thing from? It's a perception that grew up with people that never left them. And if you believe something for too long, even though it's, it's the wrong thing, you convince yourself that it's the truth. That's, that's, a, that's, that's just the way it works. Glory to God. There are people who have interesting and demonic perception. Demonic perception. Ah, ah. I mean, when I got married, my perception about, 
you know, a woman is like somebody that, you know, calls you him, you know, my, my husband, you know, I mean, he respects you, honors you, and all. that's great, right? But I had a bad perception with that. The first time my wife called me Shil. God is my witness. Three days I could not sleep. <laughs> ah! It was an it was an show. Let me tell you. I said, hey. Then, then she now she now said, she or she bear someone. I'm telling ah for three days I could not sleep. I was like, I'm shame. I had to preach to myself say, is that not your name? There are some of you here that you have terrible perception about marriage. About marriage. By the way, next Sunday, it will be Q and A on marriage and relationship. Next Sunday. Q and A. So there are some people that when they see people who are married, they think that it's just sex, 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 sex. They're having sex, sex, kitchen, sex, bathroom, sex, sex, sex. I understand what somebody was saying last Sunday. It can be, I mean, but it's not every time. Just say, just say, just say, yeah, yeah, now. You say, yes, every time. That's what some people are thinking about marriage. That's their perception. Every time it's sex, she's just going just go by the behind and say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, now, now. Hmm. I'm t- you see, they will say, they will say, oh, yo, come, you say, ah, huh, whoa. I, I, I can't. I don't have strength. Yes. May God deliver you from you. Amen. And there are people that have a perception that they can never be great in their lives. Yes. They have a mind that they will do well. But where greatness is concerned becoming a man of timber and caliber becoming a highly successful man they count themselves out they they they, they say things like ah hey, well, you know you just have to be content to oh, honest i will not be content i will be grateful to god i'll be grateful to god for what he has done but there's always more in God. There's always more in God. That's why don't let anybody clap for you too soon. So there are people who have a perception. There are people that they believe that once they have a car, they, they, have, they have made it. You have a car, you, you say you've made it. I know that in church, I know that in church, you know, we... I know in church we, we you know somebody gets a visa and they come to church and begins to testify to God and say, Oh, I went to the embassy, I got my visa. Somebody praise the Lord. I know it's a testimony. In all things, give thanks. But see, that's not a testimony. I will balance it. So I see Pastor has backstated. In all things, give thanks. Right? 
But when you now begin to think that that's that's the zenith, God, see, the part of God is that God wants to make you a channel of blessing where you are sponsoring people to abroad for trips. And somebody gets married. Somebody gets married and says, don't worry, I will pay for your honeymoon, you and your wife. Go to Dubai. Is that, does that sound like taking God for a visa? Pastor Mark can share testimonies of people just being blessed. Being blessed. And say, take, take three plots of land. Your birthday gifts. Grace made. That's where you all are going to. That's where you're going to. You need to have that mind. And say, mommy, your 60th birthday, I'm taking you on an all expense paid trip. That's my birthday gift to you. That's where you all and myself. So we are going to. God has not started with you. I know you've seen, you know, some blessings in your life and all that. But don't let a wrong perception hinder you from coming to the fullness of what God has for you. And that's why your mind must be enlarged. Your mind must be enlarged. And that's why you must always, always keep seeking God and keep asking him to show you the way to go. Because he has the plan of your life in his hand like this. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've, Lord, in your mind, I've not even touched the call, you know, of the, of the message. Your mind affects your creative capacity. Your mind determines your wisdom level. Your mind affects your decision making. I'm sure some other time we'll talk about this. Like I always say, church is not closing, so there will always be time. So you cannot preach an everlasting sermon. How many of us have been blessed this morning? See, who you are today is the least you will ever be. There's some of you here, you know, we don't have a teenage church right now, right? And we'll have that soon. There's some of you here who are teenagers, who are teenagers here, listening to me. See, you are not hearing these things by chance. God is preparing you 10 years ahead of some of us. You're hearing these things. You're blessed. How many of you have ever felt in your life that you wish you knew what you know now 10 years ago? There's a time that looking back now, I'm, I'm like, wow, I was a fool. For the most part of my life. I'm serious. Even though you were, you know, you were, you know, you were doing something, you were doing, but what you know now, imagine you knew it 10 years ago or 20 or 15 years ago. You knew it from the time you were in school. Some of you were too, some of you would have started your businesses in school way back. And by now, You'll be a multi-millionaire. But you see, God is a God that restores time. 
<laughs> I see God restoring you. Everything you have lost in the name of Jesus, my God will restore you. All the years, the canker worm, the palmer worm, the caterpillar has eaten. My God will restore you in the name of Jesus. Declare your mind is expanded to receive all that God has in store for you in the name of Jesus. And pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The best life that God has for you is what you will live. Nothing short of that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Every barrier in the mind is taken out right now. In the name of you are free to be all that God has called you to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. The bread, the Bible says there's a spirit in man. And the bread, the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. God says to tell some of you are going to birth things. You're going to birth businesses. You're going to birth. Just see. I'm saying this under the spirit of God. Whatever he says you should do, do it. Do it. Don't procrastinate that vision anymore. Do it. The hand of God is upon you. Everything that makes for life and godliness is already deposited on your inside. It's already in you. Greatness is calling you. Greatness is calling you. Some of you that need to just maybe live where you are now. Maybe change your job or something. God has been speaking to you about certain things. He's been coming to your mind. It's been coming to your mind. You try to wave it off. And that's why on Thursday, I'll be talking about how to know the voice of God. Because God always speaks. But because we've not been trained to know and to hear when God speaks. So that's why a lot of us are, are stranded. Some people have put their money in investment and God says, take out your money now. Now, 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 now. And then you are there saying, ah, and it's a good investment. So God is, they, they, but there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof are ways of death and destruction. God will instruct you in the night season. The next instruction that will launch your life into the, 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 the next level of your glory in this month, you will receive it. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' precious name we are prayed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshimetsu podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshimetsu or at GraceMadeNG.com.